Welcome, folks, to That Reminds Me Of. This episode, we are talking about, what's it called, Baron? I'm Thinking of Ending Things by I'm Charlie, of ending. <laughs> Charlie Kaufman. Hard title to remember. And by can Charlie- I just say early yes. on, this episode, like all of them, is going to be spoiler heavy, but I feel like in particular, I need, we need to say it for this film because it is a film that is hard to talk about without getting deep into spoilers. So go see it if you haven't already, or if you're okay to be have the film a little bit spoiled then listen on and then watch it. That's fine too. Yeah, this is impossible to to, to talk about without spoiling because the spoils are the, the movie. That's the juicy parts. That's the whole, <laughs> that's what it's all about. How are you, Baron? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I've been enjoying the films that we've been watching since the Melbourne International Film Festival. We've had a real ride. We've had Terminator, (laughs) Mulan, and now we've got a Kaufman film. How exciting. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I feel like this one is more in my general lane. So I thought so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this so much. I, you know what? I, the second the film started, I turned to Edie and was like, "This is a this is a doc film. This is going to be good." And I think it was all the better because we'd gone through Terminator and uh, Mulan. I earned the right to watch this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, we earned it big time. So it's time for a synopsis. Let's jump right into it. Okay, synopsis is impossible. But um, because this is not a this is not a plot heavy film. This is an ideas film. But let's have a crack at the plot. The setup is there's a a young man and a young woman, and they're driving to meet his parents for the first. She's going to meet his parents for the first time, and she's thinking of ending things. She reveals so meaning in this case, thinking of ending the relationship and not not of- suicide, which is how I read it. At first, it's uh, I'm thinking of ending the relationship. That's right. Yes, yeah, I read it as suicide first, uh, second as ending the relation the relationship, and third, who knows? Um, <laughs> right. But then they 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 take this long journey in the car. Her thinking of ending things, kind of you can tell, wanting to wanting to break it off, but having to to go through with this um, because he's excited about introducing her to his parents. That's the first act. I suppose. Then they arrive at the parents' house, and uh, there's uh, the the parents are played by Tony Collette and David Thewlis, and it gets all wacky. In in one respect, it's a pretty pretty conventional meeting of the parents with awkward moments and that sort of thing. But it soon veers off into into crazy territory where where he really starts playing with form um, and. Uh, playing with with it, everything, everything it just gets really. out of control right the film goes batshit crazy at that point uh, and and it just happens with big twisting turning movements and and suddenly you don't know where you are anymore you know you're just like wait a second what is this film it's yeah. quite incredible what is this film and, and then just plot wise i suppose then they eventually get out of out of that time bubble all, all along she's been telling him I need to get home tomorrow, you know, I've got to get up in the morning for various different reasons. Um, eventually they they leave, long car drive home, they stop at an ice cream parlour, Tulsi Town. Tulsi? Tulsi, Tulsi Town. Town ice cream or something. Yeah, it's like a Dairy Queen. Um, they get a couple of slushies uh, and end up in this school where... Oh, 
Jeez, I'm I'm getting lost. <laughs> where <laughs> where they meet up with a janitor who has been kind of a subplot all the way through. This janitor who it's pretty clear is either a double four or is Jake, which is which is going to be she's wanting to break up with. <laughs> I know, and it's going to be great to get into the details of that because I think that's that's the sort of linchpin that holds this whole film yeah. together. Is like who is this janitor? How is he related to Jake? Are they the same person? Are they whatever you know? Like that's that's there are a lot of there are a lot of interpretations that you can have around how this whole thing fits together. And getting yeah. lost in the story is like the name of the game. Yeah, but like I, I just stumbled through a synopsis there and, and going through plot points. But the reason I like this film, and I'm going to say I like it very much, yeah, um, is because I'm not a plot guy. I, I just like all this playing with with stuff and. Um, all this meta business and you know the you, you never quite know who everyone is and how they relate and whose perspective and that sort of thing so that's that's really what this film's about to me rather than the narrative you know you you get a real sense that Kaufman is is he's making a lot of statements about life in this film and mm-hmm. about the the personalities that you see in there and how they relate to each other. So you can actually kind of forget the plot on some level and just sink yourself into that stuff. Like that's all really meaty and great in it in itself. Are you, you a Kaufman fan? I am in general. Um, mm. I haven't seen Synecdoche. I never know if I'm saying that right, but I have seen yeah, the are. others. I'm saying the others. I've seen Anomalisa, Eternal Sunshine, being John Malkovich, Adaptation, and I've enjoyed all of those films a lot. I haven't sort of gotten to the level of like wanting to re-watch them many times as some of my friends do. So I'm in the middle. I, I love everything that he's done. Like love it very much, I think. But still, uh, for some reason, I've never got to the point of being like fanboying about him and and like you say, watching them several times. They're, yeah. The kind of – I watch – Every one of them I've seen once, simply loved it and almost not wanted to spoil it again or something. I just, I love the memory of it and I don't go back, but I I would like to go back to some of them now. And this film is another one of those. It's another one of those films that you experience once fresh and you will never be able to experience it that way again. Although I, I do hear that re-watching it brings all sorts of new pleasures because you some of the little yeah. connective pieces start to make more sense and they, they they pop out at you on second and third viewing. So I can understand that too. Yeah, it would have to. So I think we should go back to the beginning and yep, let's, let's just talk it through in order because there's so much for each little sequence of this film to discuss that uh, I'm just curious to, th- to see what you think about it all. And like starting off with the uber long drive into the parents' house. What was your take on that? I absolutely loved it. I I knew something was up very early, I think. Like when I think one of the first clues was when she says I'm or when she thinks or narrates <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things and he goes, "What?" So right then I kind of thought, "Okay, she's in his imagination or she's um kind of like the others or uh, or the one, or the sixth Ooh. sense. Cool, cool take right from the start. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So, so you I didn't picked know up what... straight away that that she might be in his imagination because that's a that's a perceptive leap to make right off the get go. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Wow. I, I thought I didn't know what direction that was going to play out, but I thought that like that made no sense. Like he clearly heard her, so I thought no, that's 
that voice is actually in his head, not not hers. That whole sequence is a really great indicator, like just an indicator of what's to come. But then a few moments later, you they pass an old burnt down house, and there's a yes. brand new a brand new swing set out the front. At that moment, my I'm racking my brains to figure out like what does the swing set mean? What does it mean? Did, Did you, you work have it a out? take on that? No, I didn't get it. I was just like, what oh, is no, this? Oh no, I definitely have a take. Oh please and tell me. The whole film is an amalgam of his, be it life experience, life experiences merged with fantasies, uh, and it's it's all blurring. Like they they talk about time quite a bit, and you know, like yep. time's just all over the shop, and all, everything's happening at once. Like at one time in his life, he he was there early on when that swing set was new, and he was also there when the when the house was you know. What, was it burnt down or just uh, a shambles? Or You're a genius, Doc. Um, yeah, so I think that makes total sense. We're getting into almost the meaning of the film already, <laughs> but that's cool, right? But I didn't get together, I didn't put together the whole, like, this is the janitor's, or this is the this is Jake's life, right? From beginning yeah. to end and all of his weird mishmashed memories um, all sort of put together until the end of the film. Mm. <laughs> like it took me the whole film to kind of get to make that to take that journey so i think that's cool but there there were a lot of clues on that what though weren't there like maybe not mm. you know when i said I, I virtually claimed to have worked it out at the start that's not true i just knew something was up all through you've got that janitor figure and the comparisons between the janitor and Jake. And I definitely picked up that those two people were the same character quite early on. I don't know. There uh, was something about that that felt like a, like it was a signpost. But mm. then there were other things that were really shiny, like that swing set that I just couldn't figure out. I think that's the, the time mm. element. If you claim, like I would claim that she, what, what, what do we call her? Is it Was it Lucy well, at some stage? Yeah, we got Lucy and once she was called Amy or Ames and, and she's listed in IMDb just as young woman which young is interesting woman. okay yeah. if we if we assume she is a figment of his imagination or a emerging of several people yeah um over time i think that gels with his life almost flashing before his eyes i figured out that we were flashing through you know memories at yeah. least of his parents i did not get at all that lucy was a figment of his imagination but i have since read a kaufman interview and he yeah. has said as much. So I know oh, that's, okay. that's legit, right? You've nailed that. I didn't pick <laughs> it up. I, and there's a lot in this film that just I, I I enjoyed the whole thing, but I felt like it was a little like I was trying to keep up. Like I just wasn't smart enough to absorb it in the moment, you know? But but that's the beauty, isn't it? Because like it, it was it's impossible to understand at the moment. I felt that all through you're trying to grasp at clues. And there were so many, so many clues and so many when you just when you think you've got it. He'll insert some other little red herring that makes you have to put the whole film on its side again to try yeah. and understand it. You know, you could call that pretentious, and it pro it is, I guess, to a lot of people because it excludes a lot of people who perhaps don't don't get the language of film or um, yeah, or they can't be bothered going on that ride. You know, like they just they don't want to think yeah, that hard. Yeah, or can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. But I just en I just enjoy the fact that there's so many levels of of meaning that you can explore it and keep finding something. I think what I think what elevates it above just being kind of intellectual and tricksy and the, these sorts mm. of things and kind of ha pulling one over our eyes and and you know all that stuff is that he's kind of very carefully not 
over explaining anything at any point and he's very mm. carefully doing it in a sort of human way that you can you can just watch it and just enjoy at the same yeah. time like and i don't think he's he's looking down you know over his nose at you sort of saying like well try and figure this one out you know i think he's I don't get that feeling from it, you know? And he's giving you a real story at the same time, isn't he? Yeah. So you can sort of follow the story. Like It's very she, human, totally. And and I think that's the beauty, like her character especially. Like if, if you look at just the facts of the case, this is a male director talking about a male character and the woman is indistinct, always changing, could be any woman because they're all the same figment of his imagination. That sounds awful. Yeah, that's mm. kind of what it is. Mm. Uh, but her, what's her name? Jess, Jesse, uh, Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Her character and probably more so her performance are so good, I think, that she she really is like a real person. And she's, it's, she's not just a figment of his imagination. She's a real character trapped in someone else's story. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. You get the feeling that he's this, he's become this old guy who's watched... As a janitor, he's watched like lots of talented young girls pass through this high school and then he's imagined what they've gone on to become. And he's lived a life without love by the sounds of it. Mm. And in what he's built in his head is his perfect woman. And she's an intellectual and she's a poet and she's an artist and she can have these conversations with him that he's always wanted to have about the arts. So I think, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's like if you're going to tell a story about a guy that's that's imagined his perfect woman, this is a pretty sophisticated and cool way to do it. So let's move to the to the to uh, when they arrive at the farmhouse. Yeah. Um, what did you, that, that's, it's like a completely different film that we go into. What's your take on that? Well, it's, that's right, because it starts off as almost like a relationship drama that's like really dialogue heavy in the car. Then they get to the farmhouse and it's immediately like creepy as hell. You yeah. know, the whole thing, the building's creepy. It's, it's actually screaming horror film in mm. a lot of ways. Um, and that whole thing where <laughs> they get out of the car and they're waving up at, up at his mum and she just keeps <laughs> waving and he, they just keep waving. Like, you and know, straight going- away. No, but they don't go in. You know something's wrong here, right? This place is weird. Yeah. And then the next thing you know is they're, they're off in the little barn around the back or around the side where the animals are kept. And um, Jake tells this horrific story about how the, the the pigs were sort of left for too long and they weren't moving and the parents were just throwing food in. And then they discovered that actually the reason the pigs weren't moving is because they were being yeah. eaten alive by maggots. Full on. And everything after that just gets progressively weirder and more disturbing. There's the dog that just keeps shaking nonstop for some reason. There's the basement that then doesn't get explored for ages. And you're just wondering what the hell's with the basement? I know. So cool. (laughs) And then there's the whole get out style parents that are just, you know, there's something really off with these two people, but you can't figure out what it is. And there's little things throughout it, little skips in audio and is like they aren't there little almost like uh glitches in the matrix something just doesn't look quite the same her hair looks a bit different yes uh suddenly they, one of the, the dad's older or younger you know yeah and or or they they repeat a word or a phrase sort of uncomfortably and everything that they have different she has different professions everything yeah. just gets turned on on its head she For sees me, herself in the photo yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's the photo of the red-haired 
kid and they both her so Lucy and Jake are like pretty sure that's that's them as a, mm. as a child so little details like that I think this is this section of the film was the bit that was the most coherent and came the most alive for me like I just mm. loved the whole thing inside the house I enjoyed the drive to the house it felt a tad long for me I was just like waiting getting a little bit uncomfortable and then after the house they do another long drive and that felt a little bit uncomfortable but this house bit right in the middle yeah. I just loved everything about it. I was I was sold 100%. And everything that happened made me slightly more uncomfortable. And you know how I like that sort of stuff. Like I just I got yeah. off on it. I thought it was great. It, it was wonderful, that, yep. that sequence. And very accessible yeah. and easy to watch. And the performances were killer. I, so good. Like um, Tony Collette, she, I, I, don't, I don't always buy into her. Like I usually do, but not always. Yeah. And she gave this, is it United States of Tara? Is that her? Yeah, that's her. When she's yep. playing different things. It, like it really reminded me of of that, but even better than that. Yeah, it was like that and meets Hereditary. Um, you got this sort of this horror setup, but her playing mm. playing it, she's a little goofy and a little like her mind's sort of gone yeah. and and now when when you get later in the film and you realize what's going on those his the performances of the parents start to make more sense like these are his memories mm. of his parents and they are yeah. kind of caricatures of themselves they're they're saying ridiculous stuff that's embarrassing for him you know yeah and and that's all heightened to the nth degree in his in his memories and they're all blurred you know, um, yeah, and just the, the way you remember your your parents, like from your childhood, almost like a dream. Mm. You know, one second where they're 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 fifty, the next second they're thirty five, and it's just we're just jumping back and forth. And and you remember like the dog that 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 clip of him just you know shaking the water off that just gets repeated like a like it is like a glitch and just like a this fragment of a memory that's all he can recall from it. You know. So weird. It's almost like that's all he remembers of that dog. Like maybe he was really young when they had that dog. Uh, d those sorts of details when you think back on the film after you've watched it are really, really fun. So one thing that's a real theme in this is that one second Lucy's a poet, then she's, mm. an, then she's an amazing artist and she's got all these photos on her phone of her art. Um, then she's recalling books like and reviews word for word. What was your take on on that? And while you were watching in the house and you started to see all the clues of the things she was talking about, how did you feel about that? Well, I, I, I loved loved it. So, some things I kind of picked up in the moment, and others took a long long time. But it goes to the intertextuality of the whole film, and it being in in some respects built on or a whole lot of influences. From, from his own life. Like she's basically made up only of thoughts and other people's perceptions of Robert Zemeckis films, um, <gasps> David Foster Wallace's, uh, you know, writing, like reviews of, of films, Oklahoma. Uh, she, he's, he's invented all of this. And, and that might be a, a decent time to talk about The Basement. Yes. Because The Basement, for me, uh, is... You know where the where the truth lies, uh, and it's and that's where really all of the film is revealed, or a lot of the film is revealed to you, isn't it? Like right. It's, this You're is right. a this is a the 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 room of no, I'm I'm probably confusing. Am I confusing the basement with his room? 
I well, his room be. has some clues, but the basement has the the paintings that she's yeah, just right. claimed to be her own. And then you see a different artist's name on those exact same paintings. And then later on, there's the washing machine and it's got all of the janitor's tops mm. in it, which is a real, you know, that's a real kind of giveaway of what's going on in case you missed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think we now know that this is this old man janitor's house. Yes. And these his memories swimming around in it. And you get all the clues as to all his influences in life. And then you realize that the whole bloody story is can be built using all these clues that we see in his room in the basement. You just mentioned before Robert Zemeckis and the little sudden flashback scene of a young couple, a different young couple, mm. sort of meeting and falling in love and then suddenly... That ends and you've got credits and it says directed by Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> that, oh my God, that was so genius. I just lost it. I yeah, lost, I lost it. it. Perfect. Pitch perfect. I couldn't believe it. Robert Zemeckis. That is so <laughs> good. Oh my God. I lost it. I think Edith was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I, it was just perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, I, I squealed or, or did something <laughs> like I... Exactly I was I, I was visibly moved yeah. at the time. Yeah. And it wasn't it's the so only good. time. Did you have any other moments like that? That was probably the, the main one. Like that was the one that just made me just so delighted by the whole, that whole <laughs> little segment. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I think the perfect. other moment, um, one of the moments that really got to me came later in the film. Um, and that was the, the big dumpster full of the sort of slushy ice creams. Oh, I loved it. Yes. It just it was just like a perfect detail to drop right at that moment. Yeah, and that was one of those those moments that little reveal that turned the whole universe on its head again. Yes. Didn't it? Yep. And I'm not sure I've completely untangled that one, but it, it it took my mind in a lot of directions. Well, you know, okay, so before we get to that, let's let's go we've left the house now, right? So they Finally, let's not leave the house yet. I've got okay, one favorite okay, moment in the house that I just want to mention, and it's it goes to the beauty of the. This isn't the editing. I don't know what you'd call it. The camera work, the the technical craft of the film. Yeah. Uh, when they're they're sitting at the on the couch and the camera moves um, towards the record player. Uh, before the characters make the decision to get up and play some music. So it was oh, okay. uh, it's just I just a, I, I think I paused and rewound and watched it again. Oh wow. It was That's so awesome. beautiful. Um it was it, it it read to me at the time like um like fate, you know, that mm. they're going there and then you know we all that the world knows that they're going there. The universe knows that they're going there, but they don't even know yet. Oh, I um, love that. And a million other possible interpretations, but I just loved it. So good. So good. Yeah, there's some. there are some masterful choices of camera work and editing in mm -hmm. that whole that whole part of the film particularly in the house because it is it does have that element of the time shifting and moving and like yeah. I, the way he told and un unraveled and revealed that story was done beautifully. Great directing, great directing, and, and for a guy who's known as an as as a writer foremost, yeah. he's becoming yeah. a great director as well. 
Mm. Well, he's learned from some of the best, hasn't he? Yeah, surely. That's right. Yeah. So I was saying, let's, shall we move to the next bit, which is yes, the, the second- to, to move on. <laughs> okay, great. The second long drive. And now this one, I actually got a little, I'm not going to say bored. That's, a, that's, a, that's mm. not the right words because it wasn't boring, but I was a little bit exasperated with it. Just a little bit like, oh, we're back in the car. I was enjoying the house so much. Yeah. And why are we taking so long to get to the whatever's next? There was a bit of that for me, even mm. though there was one thing I loved, but I'll ask you first, what did you what did you like or dislike about that part of the film? One part of me agrees with you, like it the uh, the house part of the film was so strong and so vivid and and it it really just drew you in and I think it would have drawn anyone in. And then you go back to this drawn out intellectual talkathon in the car. Yeah. And it was it was a little hard, um, but I loved his writing and I loved everything he was trying to do with it. So, like I I stayed with it and, yep. and loved it, but I can I wouldn't you know hang anyone out to dry if they if they did. <laughs> I struggled a bit with all of the references, the intellectual references. Yeah, I yeah. just because I couldn't personally, I didn't know what most of them were. Um, no, me either. And, and I was just a little bit like, okay, this is getting more into the reality of what his perfect his idea of the perfect woman and him would be like like they'd mm. probably argue and feel at odds with each other a fair bit but then lucy just rolls out this amazing it's like a review that's been taken from somewhere about um cassavetes and it's yeah. just it's just it's just wonderful like that bit was like a highlight in the the, the second car ride that yeah I loved. I loved everything about it. I loved her performance and I went all the way with it. I didn't understand <laughs> it at all, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, it's just it was, it's the layers that I loved. Like you because it, it's a real review. It's a verbatim, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I figured. Yeah. I figured. Um, and what it said to me was, well, this lady is full on crazy because I still at this point hadn't I couldn't figure uh, out that she was a figment of his imagination. I was just like, who is this person? <laughs> you know? Well, well, in fairness, she may or may not have been because, like, he's playing with us all the time. So yeah. there's nothing conclusive to say what she is. So maybe she is a, a real girl. But, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's when you're in your mind, you're thinking, Cassavetes, reviewer, her as a character, is she a character? Like, right. is, she, is she real? There's so many things to have to think of at once. Yeah. But that's cool to me. And then the film sort of does a really great turn again and redeems itself after that's kind of long drive with the ice cream stand mm. or whatever it is, the the, cre the ice creamery in the middle of freaking nowhere. Um, mm. And I sort of took that as the janitor goes to this ice cream place and this is what that dumpster full of ice of slushies is later yeah right yeah. he goes there every day on his way to work and these young women that you meet at the <laughs> ice creamery are the mixture of sort of reactions he receives there's the shy yeah. young girl who sort of treats him nicely and then there's the two pretty young girls who sort of treat him like the old creepy freak from the um from the high school so i thought that was really a great little part of the film there, there's there's no doubt it was a great part of the film but it's so difficult to unpack i feel that this part more than perhaps any he has packed so many possibilities into it and i really don't know what's what yeah uh, there, there's things like the the shy girl has a rash mm, and yeah. 
and Jake that mirrors a rash on Jake's arm. Yeah, which he didn't have before, right? He just in that moment seems to have a rash. Yeah, because well, he doesn't really exist either. Of course, he's of just course. a figment yeah. of he's his a memory, old, his older self's imagination. But there's a, mm. a definite um, relationship between the two, whether they just understand each other or a, or she is kind of a representation of him as well in some way. And when you're kind of a lonely dude, right, and you're you're out to get your your ice cream, and you connect <laughs> over the fact that you both have a rash, like that could be enough to form a lifelong memory. <laughs> like it that could. that could be all it is. It's you true. Know, she smiled at him, and she also had a rash. Oh, imagine the possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but but how how about the line, which is probably the most intriguing line in the film for me? She says to the girl. You don't have to go forward in time. You can stay here. Oh yeah, that was what is. Mm. Yeah, you're right. That was that. I, I'd I'd forgotten about that. That was a real moment. So it's mm. you know it, it works on a few levels. Like it it plays into the fact that time is this weird beast, and it has a sense of foreboding that perhaps there is something bad coming. Yes, and it can be stopped. You know. Uh, and you know what comes straight after that is a really strong feeling that she's being taken somewhere to be murdered. You know, like that's that's what the tone of the film turns to next. So, oh wow, I'm glad you thought. I'm glad you thought that because I I, I haven't wrapped my head around it yet. But it it felt sinister, didn't it? Yeah, it totally and, did. And and not long after, you see like the the scene that you said you loved with all the empty. Um, ice cream thingies. Yeah, um, creepy in. as hell. Yeah, that that felt like you know this is the latest in a long string of murders. <laughs> Don't Absolutely. you think? Yes, it did. It did. Yeah. And it, and but then if if I if I'm thinking about it now, it's like the the shy girl is saying to Lucy, if you continue on, well, she's actually saying to Jacob, I suppose, if you I continue think, yeah. on with this with this memory that the track you're taking, then Old Jake is going to meet whatever. Memory Jake's okay. going to meet real Jake. <laughs> Lucy's going to be stuck in the middle and it's all yeah. going to just die. Like the whole thing, the whole fantasy is going to, going to yeah. die. And so, so maybe Marty- the feeling of, of like you're being taken off to murder, to be murdered is actually legit. Like that's a real feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Like Marty McFly's going to, going to, um, <laughs> right. Meet himself. <laughs> He's going to meet himself. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Look, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the correct uh, <laughs> way of viewing it. But you can't be sure, and uh, it's at least worth. And with Kaufman, you get a feeling that he sort of is okay with people taking away their own interpretations, and like he, he sort of doesn't want to ruin that. You know, he mm. wants people to go watch it, build their own explanation, and and leave with that. And kind of yeah completely there was one other sinister thing in that little scene was the the smell in the back room or you know it's not varnish or it's not polish or something that's she true said. so like what was that what what was that other than dead bodies in the you know in the <laughs> freezer back any or something? any clues I don't know. so there's a lot of those little details that i just i i i sort of had to let go because i couldn't focus yeah, because your head but, doesn't fit them in I know you're sitting there going, "Wait, what?" And then b- before you know it, there's another thing that you have to try yeah, and figure yeah. out. So, we've start, we've kind of skipped to the next bit now where they the next stop is is Jake's old 
high school. He's calling it his old high school, but actually this is mm. where he's become a janitor as well. And uh, the inevitable kind of meeting of, of the two Jakes. Um, mm. Although, do they ever really meet or is it just that Lucy meets old Jake? Like young Jake disappears and Lucy meets old Jake? I can't remember. Oh, geez. Good question. Not but entirely sure. Basically, Jake, they pull up the car. Jake gets freaked out that the old Janet is watching them and he runs mm. off in into the into the high school, dropping the two slushies in the dumpster on the way in. Um, <laughs> and after a while, she's just so cold and been waiting so long that she gets out of the car and follows him into the high school, which becomes like the final act of the film. And that's when the film has its you know third tab of acid, I think. <laughs> I and- think you're right, man. <laughs> it gets wacky as hell. Yeah. And I think the- it kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, and it probably, I don't want to criticize it because I loved it so much, but it wasn't as taut, was it? Like the, the, that, that middle scene at the house was really perfectly to the, to the millimeter uh, constructed. Yep. And you could argue that the, the end was too, but it, it I don't know. It I think it was lot- well, it was well executed, but it, I just, I wasn't as sold on the vision at the mm. end there. I think I was going with it up until she met the old janitor and mm. then the dance number kicked off. Like once the dancing started, I just found it really hard to stick with it for, for a good chunk there. Well, I suppose that that's when it went completely into the abstract, into the world of ideas and symbolism yeah. and all this intellectual mumbo jumbo. It's really only working on the, the intellectual level for those who are smart or stupid enough or pretentious enough to have made it this far. <laughs> right. And, and, and I think I got, I think that the level of my intelligence was revealed at that <laughs> moment because I just was like, why are they dancing? Yeah, what are we doing here? It's just this just turned into glee for some reason. Um, like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't really figure it out. Um, and also, whenever the whenever I see that in films where suddenly it sort of cuts to a dance number and it's like just it's they're clearly like professional dancers. Mm. I don't like it generally. I sort of just go, Ugh, why? Ugh. Don't get real <laughs> dancers in to do the thing. That's gross. <laughs> that's just me yeah um but once that bit was done uh and i mean it didn't get any less weird it got weirder and weirder right it did um but at least i was sort of able to get past the dancers and think try to think about what it all meant what was your take on the dance i'm well, curious I, I think it was informative in some ways uh so at the start of the dance you you had um the two jessies you know the actors names so she's found him and they, they look at each other in the corridor and then the dancers appear behind them or something. And it's very clear that the da- dancers are symbols for them. Yep. But that then makes you think that perhaps they're all, you know, both women, both blokes are just symbols for everybody. And, you know, this is a this is a little drama play that, you know, plays out. A million times, like in the Robert Zemeckis film, yeah. like in Oklahoma, um, and again in their story. I think you nailed it. And I think I was just too bothered by the dancing to be able to see past it, <laughs> to the dancing, be able to put it together. Well, the dancing then went on a bit, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah. But did you like the, in general, there was a lot of, a lot of this playing with, not genres, but um, different types of art, 
you know, mm. to, to, to tell the story. Yeah. Like you do have music and um, poetry and film reviews and movies, teleplays, whatever, whatever it was, and dance and animation. Yes. Um, so, like, there's intertextuality woven into the to the actual plot line if, if they all work as part of his imagination for, for creating this history yeah. in this world. But, yeah. but also in just the filmmaking, it's different devices used. Oh, did you yeah. like it? I liked, I liked the idea of it for sure. Mm. Uh, and I think it works. I think it works really, really well. It also works on, on in terms of the theme of like, here's a guy who's um, considers himself to be more intellectual than the, than his station in life has sort of allowed him to be. And mm. he's all of his fantasies are built around that. Like, if I could, if I just had this it's kind true. of life, if I just had this kind of partner, we would talk about these things. We would go see. We'd do all the arts, and you know, we'd have a, we'd build a life together. And instead, I've I've been mopping floors my entire life and watching <laughs> little shit high school kids pass through and make fun of me. You know, that's a good segue to perhaps the the final part of the film. You've got him going into the car, clearly, I think, thinking of ending things by now. Yeah, and um, meeting up with this animated pig. Oozing maggots. Ma- oozing maggots. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Uh, who says, I wrote down I wrote down what the pig said. Um, oh, good. Every, or one of many things, everything's the same when you look close enough. As a physicist, you should know that. <laughs> you, me, ideas, we're all one thing. Totally. There you go. So There that, you go. Yeah. That As a physicist, you, you should know that. And that, in turn, leads to the final kind of scene on the stage. Yeah. What did you what did you make of that? Well, I didn't love it, uh, honestly, but <laughs> apparently that was the that was like word for word the speech from a beautiful mind. Yeah. I, I didn't pick up on that, but I, I've since realized. Yeah. Um, which is which is interesting. Another little juicy morsel there was that um <laughs> a beautiful mind won the Oscar that year that um adaptation was out. And oh. so maybe that was playing on Kaufman's mind a little bit. Um, hilarious. Yeah, and then he starts singing. So he does a, he does the, the beautiful mind speech. He's old, and everybody in the audience is everyone you've seen in the entire film, and they're all really old with the worst possible old person mm. people makeup on that you could imagine. Uh, so he does he does a speech, and then he starts singing a song from Oklahoma. Right? It's just it's. I, I assume so. I haven't. I don't know Oklahoma. I'm not a musical. I don't, I don't guy. really know it either. Yeah, but look, I just thought the ending was a bit weird. <laughs> it was a bit weird for me. Well- what did you make of the fact, you know, the, of the the fact that he's obviously wearing stage makeup to look older, yeah. Whereas in within the confines of the movie, clearly, they um, Kaufman has done aging well earlier. So yes. this is a this is a device. It is. You know, he's meant to. This is meant to be fake age. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that? No, look, I I think by this point I was I was reeling from everything that had happened in the whole <laughs> film and I didn't know what was going on honestly and I yeah. was a little bit like thrown by the dancing and <laughs> and and then and then I was and then I was thrown by this weird setup of the sort of Oscar style speech or yeah. whatever Nobel Prize style speech at the end with all the weird aged makeup like I just didn't know what was happening anymore by this point honestly. Yeah. It felt like just his fan, like a fantasy, really. Mm. Just like the whole, a lot of the film was a fantasy. Like I think the girl was a fantasy a lot of the time. Yeah. And here's him, uh, you know, with the aged makeup, 
at the end of a successful life, yes. thanking everybody. His mum is in good health on on stage. Uh, he, he the the girl representation is in the audience. Everyone loves him. Yeah, um, and yet the uh, the clue to that all being a complete fantasy is a the fact that they're it's presented as a as a play, and yeah. and b that everything about it is derivative to the verbatim you know beautiful mind quotes and and everything yep. so the film has come to a conclusion the fantasy has come to a conclusion his life has come to a conclusion because the old guy old jake is basically we've just seen him pretty much you, you're guessing die he's had some sort of stroke or mm. something in his car uh and so maybe the all this old stage makeup on all of the people the entire cast of the film is a way of saying uh, the show's over, folks. You know, like the fantasy, the all of the memories, all of it's coming to an end, and this is the grand finale. I like it. Whether that's right or wrong, I think that's a poetic way to finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then the final shot of the film is the pickup truck covered mm. in snow, which is just a beautiful ending image. And that is—is is it the pickup truck? Covered in snow. In snow. That's or what I took it... it to be. I took it to be the old janitor's pickup truck. Like that mm. was the final thing to say. He did die. <laughs> it happened. I, my memory isn't going to serve me right, but my recollection is that that was a, a mystery because I thought it was the other car. Oh, interesting. And not the pickup well, there you truck. Go. So there you go. I, I don't know how to interpret that if that's the case, but that's what I thought it was. Kind of like it either way. Mm. It's 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 poetic either way. <laughs> well, we have talked for a long time about the film because there was so much in there, mm. right? So let's do some remind me ofs. Okay, let's do some quick fire ones. Who's yep. starting? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to start with an obvious one uh, for me, just in terms of uh, the Jesse Peemans. Mm. Is that even how you say his name? The guy who plays Jake. Anyway, he was in Fargo and this whole thing reminded me of Fargo, the TV okay. show. The TV show. Yeah. I think he was in the second season. And he's such an amazing actor, such mm. a great, great actor. And I really noticed him in that show and the whole snowy, desolate, <laughs> um, weird people in a weird little town vibe is Fargo through and through. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've only seen the first half of the first season of Fargo. I was loving it, so I've got to continue. But um, that's great. I don't don't think I've seen that much of of um of Jesse. Yeah. So, but he really made an impact. He was perfectly cast. He's a great actor. He's sort of he's one of those actors, a little bit like Brendan Gleeson or um, you know Brian Cox or any of these guys, mm. right? Who's just he's a he's a little bit kind of um. Or Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, don't, like don't steal my. Oh, thing. <laughs> sorry, dude. Just a little bit, you know, icky and uncomfortable, and just mm. you know, very human and incredibly watchable. Okay, I'm not stealing your thing. What's your What's yours? I was going to say Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> no, I was, and and specifically the the Kaufman film you haven't seen, Synecdoche, New York. Uh, Brilliant. That's I have, an to, have to go and watch that one. Well, it's an impossible film to explain, and I haven't seen it for a long time, so I only remember it in, in fragments. But it, it really is a lot, very similar to Thinking of Ending Things in that 
it's playing with reality. It's like uh, worlds inside worlds and time is messed up and uh, parallel universes in a, in a way. But it's very sprawling and it's even harder to to get your hands around. It's, it's almost impossible to understand, I think. I've heard this about it. I've heard this about yeah. it. There's, it's a tough watch and there's a lot in there. And and I felt that this film was almost the same, but it was just contained enough to make you think, yes, I can understand this if I try. Whereas yeah. so it's almost a better a better done, a more accessibly done version of Synecdoche for, for me. Cool. Cool. How amazing that this is a Netflix film. Oh, it's cool. Like, how crazy is that? Like the quality of... of film that we are now getting in our streaming services mm. and that's not even talking about the, the quality of tv but like which is out of this world as well but just the fact that you're getting films like this coming through on netflix that you can pay you just as part of your subscription it's just it's wonderful and you're getting ridley scott doing tv and yeah. that sort of thing exactly just what's going on what is going on exactly <laughs> it's crazy I feel like it's, I'm in it's a the new film. frontier yeah that's right so any, any others Yes, I've got a couple others. Uh, Get Out, I mentioned it already, but oh, Get still Out still haven't seen it. Was it's on a my list? Huge one for me. This for me was like so. Jordan Peele did Get Out, which is the 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 young black man going into a white community that feels really like alien and like everyone's out to get him. Right. Mm. This is kind of like the white people edition of Get Out, <laughs> but you've got the liberal artsy New York kind of girl. Yeah. Going out into the boondocks where everyone's weird and, yeah. and don't and she, understand and she, can't, her. she can't get out. And she can't get out. And then meanwhile, the, the whole place just starts going really weird on her. So I, I, I had strong vibes of that in that whole house section, yeah. which I loved. I loved it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, I get what you mean. And I think mm. there's there'd be others that, are, that would do the same. Uh, back to you. Any others for you? Back to me. Have you seen the movie Locke? I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before. Uh, it's by Stephen Knight. the one in the car, right? With yes. um, Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy. Um, haven't seen it. I I think I saw it at a festival and it's in a car. The whole, virtually the whole movie is in a car. Um, and I think it's masterfully done, brilliantly acted. And to be able to, to carry a whole film with just really one character on the phone in the car, I thought was a an achievement. Mm. And that just reminded me of the long extended sequences in the oh, car. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's great. Similarly successful, I think. I know we said that they went a bit long and got a bit tedious, but I think if you stayed with it, it's still... Yeah, not, still not overly well so. Yeah, totally. Um, the next one I had was uh, Mother, Aronofsky. Oh, I have, haven't seen Mother yet. I'm dying oh, to. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. I think you'll love. I think you will love Mother. It's such a cool film. Well, I love but, Aronofsky, so that's a start. Yeah, well, you, you, I usually love him anyway. Oh, you. This won't turn you off him in any way. Oh, like right. this. This will just make he'll be higher esteem for you after this. Uh, I think anyway. Mother's such a great film, but it has the whole. It has that. I, I think I, I even though Jake's the main character of this film, it is. Like Lucy's the the your POV, like she's mm. you're seeing through her eyes, and for for all of it really, which is a unusual choice in it in itself, right? But in Mother, you've got um, you've got the mother, the female character in a house, and all around her, reality keeps shifting, 
And oh, wow. you're constantly trying to figure out what's going on. Who is she? What's her relationship to the man that's in the house with her? Who are these strangers that are coming and going? And the house just becomes somehow bigger and it just becomes more crazy as the story goes on. And this this film really reminded me of that in a lot and like just that sort of mental game you're playing, trying to keep up the whole way through as well. That sounds great. I think that's my mm. next one. Homework. Uh, do you have any others? I've got a little list of ones that I don't want to talk about, but I just want to rattle off at the end. But any any that you want to jump into? Not in great detail, but um, do you know the, the Peter Greenaway film? I can never pronounce it. The, ma- the Baby of Macon, I think it's called. Macon. No, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, but it's one of those films, and I love... I love this whenever anybody does it, where the lines between the stage and the audience or the um, the lines of the fiction are blurred. Ooh, so yeah. that's, I, I can't even remember the storyline properly, but I just know, like Birdman, which I think I've mentioned before and maybe in reference to Black Bear, the nature I, of artifice versus reality gets gets blurred. I haven't even heard of that film. I have to check it out. Cool. Yeah, I haven't seen do, it for do you, do you recommend 100 it? years. Yeah, at, at the time it was one of my favourite films. But oh wow, cool! I have to rewatch to know if that's if that's a fair. That may be my homework. <laughs> Interesting. I think it's a it's a struggle though. Is you, it? You, yeah, you don't want to. You know, it's uh, not just light. Watching. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, this film you could say the same thing about, but I mm. I, I appreciate it so much for that in some ways as well. Uh, so I'll just rattle off my little list. I had. I had Goodwill Hunting just for the janitor that with the intellect that never that is trapped. <laughs> okay. um, Psycho uh, and Fight Club for that sort of made Fight. up made up personality that sort of mm. um, those are two and and Shutter Island as another sort mm. of variety of like what's real and what isn't. Those all came popped into my head as well. Yeah, they're all great. Yeah, Fight Club in particular, definitely. Are you looking forward to the next Kaufman film? <laughs> or Look, do you need a break? <laughs> I think I need a break, but luckily we will get a break, right? Because usually there's a few years between them. Yeah. Um, but I always look forward to them. Same with Aronofsky. You know, you know it's not going to be easy, but yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, these are the films I love. So if we can sprinkle a few of these into the show, I'll be I'll be happy. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's a long enough episode. Yeah, totally. And next week, I've we we don't know what we're doing yet. We have to think about that. But there's actually a number of great new films coming out on streaming services. So there's no shortage at the moment, and I think that's that's awesome. Fun times to come. Absolutely. Well, that's another one down, Doc. You know, catch what? you in the next one. I'm what? thinking of ending things with this this episode. <laughs> great. <laughs> so let's do that. Beautiful. See you next time. See ya. 